Well, good evening, everybody. That's right. This is the Jimmy Palumbo Show, show number 109. Getting involved here. I'm coming to you live from downtown Mawa from the Jimmy Shitty Kitchen Studios, one of the finest studios in all of America. Of course, behind the glass from downtown Matawan from Chop Sports, Mr. Your Friend and Mine, Chris Gucci. How are we doing today, Chris? I'm doing well. Feel good, you know. The weather's starting to break, so we got baseball weather out there. I'm not on any softball teams, but you know, I oh, I just got I could drafted. I could think about it, like you know, I tried to throw the football at my nephews the other day, and bro, you might be right about some things we've been talking about. I'm <laughs> I'm a by fading the way, aging by the way, veteran. Huge difference between throwing a softball and throwing a football. I the last time I threw a football like for like 20 minutes was that either at a Rutgers game or Giant Stadium. And the next day, you know, you forget you threw the football around, right? Like you just forget because that's what we've been doing our whole lives. And next day, you're like, "Hell did I?" Well, it wasn't. My- it wasn't just that. I was like trying to show him how to do something, no, and I almost fell yeah. twice. <laughs> I, I did. I, I told you. There's no other way to explain Listen, it other than like, you know, I used to be able to do that, and now I almost fell. So I have to I, think twice a, now. Got to be a little telling, more apprehensive out there. I've been telling you that you're. Everyone still light you up, but that thing, has nothing to do with it. First of all, I'll break down film on you. There'll be no problem there. But listen, all everyone's recreational skills as you get older, you think, especially if you haven't done it in a while, it's like, ah, I used to do this all the time. Like, the biggest embarrassment for me was I was over at my sister's house, and they play up against this shed in the backyard wiffle ball. And I was a premier wiffle ball player back in the day. And, dude, I couldn't, like, it got to the point where I had to, like, I, like, was like, I, I'm out. Like, I can't. I, I not only could I not hit that they had, like, a, you had to hit the door on the shed. I was having trouble hitting the shed. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like and I, and you know what? It like, it bothered me for like two days. I almost went outside on my own and bought a wiffle ball and be like, I can't be as my wiffle ball career ended this, this like dramatically where I couldn't like, it's I never walked been, in. Like I would say it's probably been a good two decades since you've had your last wiffle ball appearance. So it makes sense. And your wiffle ball career ended probably long before you came to realize it. Somewhere in the middle of that that time. Yeah, but period. there's there's a difference between like not being as good anymore and being unable to play with your nephews. <laughs> it was like I had to be removed from the event. Like I was like, like you can't even pitch BP. No, it was boring. Like I, I had to like underhand it till they hit it. That there was no nothing. I had nothing left in the tank. Uh, but I, I still want to resume my wiffle ball career. I still think I got a little. I, I should be able to throw strikes even if they get hit. I couldn't hit the shed. That's you know what? That's the name of my third book, Jimmy Palumbo. He couldn't hit the shed. Well, I think I think I think there's an element of that where it's like you probably could hit the shed if you were just trying to hit the shed, but when you're trying to get them out, then yeah. it changes things, and then and then your your control. Gets I don't a mind. Wild. I don't mind getting shelled in wiffle ball. I had trouble. Like I wasn't good for the practice. So, like I was. I, I was not available to play properly in any way, shape, or form, and. It was bothering me. Like, at least the softball, like, I don't have the arm I once had, but, like, I throw it towards second base. You know what I mean? Last like, time I played wiffle ball, I um, I was playing with my nephew and what my old roommate at the time's friend, and I was playing. They were young kids at the time, and I hit a screamer right back to the mound and hit him, hit the kid right in the chest. He had a welt. I was oh. like, all right, I guess I should just stop now. That I can't be doing that anymore. It was a, It was rough. He was crying. So I was I was there like so trying were, to hit you, a bomb yeah, and, and you hit a rope off punctured his a eleven uh, year old's chest. Not well, good. I guess since we're on the subject of um, lousy pitching, it brings us to as everybody knows, opening up the show. I have a stack of baseball cards, Christopher, and I just grabbed the top one. Now here's the crazy thing about this: this is my first brand new, a newer card. Of course, when I look at the card. I realize it's from 1994. So this to me is the newer, the newer cards, the glossy. Yeah, that's like a, it's a top Pinnacle. stadium club right like there. If, if, I, if I was on Jeopardy and they asked me what year was this card from, I would say like 2019. That's how modern I think this card is. Of course, it's from 1994. And it's Pinnacle, which any anybody over 50, like Pinnacle, all those other cards, it's, it, baseball cards are tops. That's it. All these other new ones, it, just, it all stinks. I'm right about that. I'll argue it to the day. Well, I got a pinnacle set of Shaq cards are worth money. No, no, no. Who cares? Tops, Tops is still good, but trust me, Tops, Tops isn't. They're doing like much. not even in business anymore. I don't care. The bottom line is 
Baseball cards are tops. If, if, in other words, to me, if tops is out of business, then you don't get baseball cards anymore. That, that's out. I don't want to hear about these new ones anyway. So I grab a guy, and this guy, I was too old to have a bike and have spokes, but he would have been a spokes guy for sure. Scott Kamenicki. Now, Scott Kamenicki, I, in my mind, and my brother's mind, and my cousin John, who we are the, on the board of directors of really who stinks, okay? He... He pitched from 1990 to 2000, 10 years in the league. Um, he's 58 years old now, so he's about my age. He played with the Yanks from 91 to 96, got lit up in game four against uh, the Mariners, uh, uh, the series they lost in 95. He just He's from University of Michigan, Big Ten guy. He played for the Yankees, Baltimore, Cleveland, Atlanta. His ERA was 4.52, which is not good for that era. And his record was 53 and 59. And he played on the Yankees for a while when they won. So he, he this guy just, he, I, I, he was the guy who Susan Wallman always said he has great stuff. And once I hear that, I want, I want players that have no stuff. They have nothing. They're short. They have no arm. They don't, they don't throw over 80 miles an hour. And in the sixth inning, it's and Yankees are up four to one. Now, I'm tired of these guys. Well, he's got a 108 mile an hour fastball. Blah, 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 and then the Yankees are down four nothing at the end of two. I hate the word. Soon as so no, says, no more, no more Kamenikis. No more Kamenikis. He, this guy always had stuff and then he just got shelled. But here's the weird thing about Scott Kamenicki, Chris. So basically, I, every pitcher in baseball right now is exactly, Scott Kamenicki. especially everybody on the Yankees. We'll get to that later on. Um, I can't find anything on this guy online. I I go I went googling like I was like, wait a minute, he's got to be coaching somewhere. The only thing I found out one of his kids played basketball for Ball State. <laughs> I got out of it. So like Scott Kamenicki, uh, ten years in the league, so he made a decent amount of money, and he never really got anybody out. And he disappeared off the face of the earth. And his son played for Ball State. That's all I got on him. I was wondering, do you have any? There's no way you would know Scott Um, Kamenicki. I just remember the Yankees. I feel like he was on Baltimore, and the Yankees lit him up a bunch. That's what I remember about Scott Kamenicki. Like, oh, he's pitching. Yankees should score some runs today. Yes, that's Um, all I got. So my guy, I have an interesting guy. Scott Kamenicki. That's it. I have an interesting guy. Um, I I go to Instagram for a couple of these pages that I follow because they, they pay homage to these players that right. me and you kind of grew to appreciate. You may not know some of them, but if, if you read the stories that I read, right. which I'm going to read one well, right now, a lot of times I don't know them until you, until you tell me who they are, what they look yeah, like. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, Oh okay, yeah. I remember so that guy. My guy is um, Rod Beck. Uh, right. Okay. So Rod Beck played 13 seasons. He was a reliever. He closed for a couple stops, um, right. two stops in Chicago, started his career with the giants Toronto, Boston, and then he was with the Padres to right. end things. But there's some story on Rod Beck. So Rod Beck had, walked out the, of the... He had the funky hair, right? A yeah, he, ch- I'm going to show you little Rod chubby, Beck. Little chubby? A little chubby. Yeah, Rod yeah. Beck. Oh, the other way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was another That's Rod Beck. So wow, Mr. Baseball thir- himself. Um, you can make wow. the case that if you've watched Austin, um, the Eastbound and Down, the baseball thing on, on HBO... Based that on him? It was kind of loosely based on Rod Beck. So oh, Rod awesome. Beck walked out of the Thirsty Beaver around 2 a.m. with no shirt on, and $375 he won from arm wrestling. His 87 Chevy S10 had many cords, banquet cans in the bed. <laughs> it was one trip to the recycling place he could reserve 50 years of climate change, but he drops the tailgate and fishtails it out of the parking lot. The can's escaping the road like a rabid raccoon released into the wild. Rod wakes up in his waterbed <laughs> around 8 a.m. the next morning, makes a pot of Maxwell House, Watches Predator 2 with Danny Glover on TV. And that's all they got on Rod Beck. <laughs> he didn't even great. go to the ballpark. He you know probably what? showed up late, moseyed yeah, on I, into the bullpen, cracked a beer underneath the bench, you know, and then waited to get the call to the big right. That's it. That's You know what? Uh, maybe the only problem is that David Wells was like that until in a huge game in the playoffs, he got the gout in the morning, cost us a series, by the way. Just, just to give the credit where I got that from, it's from the greatest show on dirt. That's the Instagram page. Great page. Oh, that's fun. Oh, so, I gotta check that out. Greatest yeah. show on dirt. I'm gonna check Greatest that out. show on dirt. Stuff. I love that kind of thing. All right. Well, listen, Rod Beck and Scott Kamenicki, um, brought to you by the Jimmy Palumbo show, who for some reason we just bring up shitty players. Anytime um, I hear that a guy left the Rusty Beaver at 2 a.m. That's it. And won First 375 all, arm wrestling, you know, that's First the start of, all, of a great story. 
I, I'll take it one step further. Anytime you go to a bar called the Rusty Beaver, bro, that's like that's like hanging out with women that are older than you. Good evening, everybody. Rustin Beaver Day here at Shea. All fans, 65 and over. Come on up. Um, which brings us to, speaking of slumps, by the way, I'm wearing the absolute eyewear St. Patty's Day shirt. Um, we got to discuss my Patreon, Christopher. We are now officially mired in a slump. We are stuck at 27. Uh, there's nothing. I can't believe that oh, so many great number 28 numbers too. And no one's jumping on it. You know, Joe Girardi, Beasley Reese. Come on. These are great players. Um, so we're stuck. I, I'm in a slump. I don't know. I can't explain it other than I have no more family members left. I don't have that big of a family anymore. Could be that. Maybe I don't got that many friends either here. Jay. Um, but here they are. Now the first one, Alex Stetsena is a friend of mine from Ramsey. I think drunk one night, he signed up for Patreon. But Alex, I, I, I saw him the other night, and I decided I have to bring him up a little bit more than I have been. He's number one on the list. He's the number one patron. He's like the Dan Ford hitting a home run at the New Yankee Stadium in 76. Uh, my buddy Venditti just drove off the road. Um, so that's that's a drive off the road moment. He is He does something very unique. He's a piano tuner. So, Chris, especially up here in Bergen County, all these rich people have pianos. But he's the guy who comes in. With all those tools that you open it up, you got to tune it. Like, I don't even think to me, like these people don't even exist. Like when I, to this day, the only piano tuner I've ever met is Alex Detsena and he's, he's a piano tuner. So he's like, I would just imagine that I always assume that the pianist tune their own piano. No, they got guys that come in and you have to tighten up those. I don't even know. You know what? I, my knowledge is so lousy. I don't even know like what he does. All I know is, you know, I've thought about that at, at times where it's like, what's the thing that you're, you're like so interested in, but you like, you completely suck at and music, 100% right. music. I cannot sing. I cannot right. play an instrument. But you love music. See, but I love music. Well, that, now maybe you're, you're the right guy to become a piano tuner here. I bottom line is, but you know what? Listen, 201-286-2300. If you got a piano at home and it's it, odds are like most people, I, I think people uh, are, are much like, um, to me, a piano is like uh, uh, one of those exercise machines you buy. Eventually, it stays in the corner. You hang laundry or towels on it, and it just sits there. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that are looking to get rid of old Aunt Louise's piano sitting in the corner, but you got to get it tuned. If you're up here in Bergen County or anywhere, call Alex Center. Number one, Patreon for Jimmy Palumbo, 201-286-2300. There you go, Alex. There's your shameless plug. Number two, my sister, Mary Eileen Riccardi. Big George Demosi, big right-hander out of Colonia. My mom, of course, my cousin Joey. Rob Pastor, America's finest Kappa Sig here at Shea. James Kanowitz, impossible to get in touch with. He's got two kids, family now. Never talks to me, never get in touch with him, but I love him anyway. Jimmy Riccardi, my fine nephew, my number one nephew, moving up the rankings, is my nephew, Jimmy Riccardi. Spent a lot of time with him. He also, my nephew, is a huge Giancarlo Stanton fan, so right away he's number one right there. Then I got my uh, my other nephew, John Henry Riccardi, who's still in Milan, Italy, having fun out there. My nephew, Eric Palumbo, getting married in November. Uh, Michael Caprio, getting involved, re-upping his contract. He said, suppose he's sending me a check. And then we got, uh, maybe he sent it to me already. I cashed it. I don't even know. Um, Frank Palumbo, my brother, of course, CFO. Daryl Clark, LSU's finest down there. Greg Casolino, Colonia boy. Mike Shecky, oh shit, the Dolphins stink. Uh, Mike Shecky Lawler. You got Dave Ben, of course. I went to school with him for a thousand years. And of course, coming in at number 17, Chris and Jimmy's favorite Patreon, the one and only poster on Chop Sports the best poster, the content creator for Chop Sports Facebook page, Pat Volkerman. Now, a little something on Pat. Patty, as I call him. He's up at, like, I know he posts at, like, real early in the morning, right? Turns out, I started talking. I was like, dude, you're posting. Like, what's, what's the matter with you? He goes, turns out, he lives in L.A., right? And he, he has a really cool, big product, supervising production job on big movies, commercials, uh, tons of TV shows. It's a big, big production house. But right now, his boss is dealing with productions in London. So with the time frame, he's got to be like online at 530 in the morning. So and he waits for like footage to come from London for a TV show or a commercial. And he's got to get the footage and then get it into their system. This is like 
this isn't like Ricky Dink student film shit. This is like the shit that you and I watch. You know what I mean? Like the biggest of the big stuff. And so while he's sitting there, a lot of times he's just waiting for, hey, Pat, something's coming across. And I started laughing. I'm like, me and you and Chop Sports can barely do a podcast without having internet glitches. Can you imagine like getting two hours of Harry Potter footage? Like I even saw this morning, I'm texting him. I'm like, does he get corrupted like it does with you and I sometimes? He's like, no, I don't know what they use. The bottom line is. You're going to have so to get got, on the phone with StreamYard to figure this I, one out. It's that, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, what am I going to do? Be sitting in a movie theater and be like, oh, what a shame. The uh, the Harry Potter movie, the voices don't match it with the audio. It's because Pat Volkmer didn't get it right, you know. Um, but he said, no, they have a different system. It works flawlessly, whatever. Uh, but he is. So that's his excuse for the. Um, well, he's no, up. I'm kidding. He's up. Today, today why, he delivered some heat on the trivia posts. I love the one who, by the way, who threw for 500 yards the most? It's Ben. Oh, that's big Ben. Yeah. But what I don't like about his post, number one, he too many in a row and they're too long. Like what player wore a green uniform on Tuesdays, led the league in doubles on Wednesday afternoons while also wearing a yellow Jersey while uh, being coached by Billy Martin. Like it's like, it's gotta be, I like the quick ones who threw for the most uh, 500 yards the most times. I can't. I never would have guessed Big Ben. That's a good one, and it can't be that many. No, it's Big five? Ben. Big yeah, Ben. Big Ben. Was it five? Four. Wow. Uh, and I bet he lost three. I don't that's know. A, that's I, the good. I, anyway, so Pat Volker, my boy. That's why, because he's up in the middle of the night. He's got to wait for these London calls to come in. So he sits on, you know, while he's got a minute, he looks up stupid trivia. That's my boy, Patty. Uh, Martin Walsack coming in at number eighteen. Michael D. Jalfons. Uh, Janine Michaud, of course, everybody's favorite. Absolute eyewear. Robin Achani, John Henry Palumbo, my cousin. Greg Alperin of Beer League fame. We'll get to that in a little bit. My nephew, Bobby Palumbo. My nephew, uh, Tommy Palumbo. The guy I don't even know, Tyson Hogan. He'd probably be the first one to drop out. He probably got, he probably was drunk when he did it, and he realized, who's this guy, Jimmy Palumbo? Tyson Hogan, we love you. Please send me a message. Let me know what the hell you're doing. And, of course, number 27, Louis Vichadomini. Weege coming in at number 27. So that's it there. And of course, all of this is sponsored by who is it sponsored by, Chris? Who do we trust? Absolute jump Eyewear. Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732 326. Eyes. Oh, again, it's just the, the timing pattern between me and Chris. Just, we know what? We didn't spend enough time. Chris, you were a holdout in camp. It's not, we won't get it down to week eight. Then we'll start to gel. Um, 732-326-3937 Down by the train station In Woodbridge, New Jersey Craig and Johnine These people are great They're full service optical Everything They got all kinds of glasses there They got all kinds of stuff Prescription Glasses for the kids They got an eye exam They, they got the uh, I was going to say podiatrist They got the optometrist on site It's all there They know what they're doing When you leave there, Christopher You don't feel like a jerk off that is the number one slogan right now on Madison Avenue. It's, it's bringing in tons of business for them. Of course, you get $100 off a complete pair of glasses when you mention Jimmy Palumbo's show or Chop Sports or any mention anything regarding this show. You get a little discount over there. Um, and, of course, they have various glasses, Christopher. They are. Your attention, please. Now available at Absolute Eyewear, Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Dave Sturchio's Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa what, Del Mar. What is Dave got Jimmy Choo? No, he just likes to when I say Jimmy Choo. So oh, I, I, I oh, named well, that. Well. I, I was about to go in the other room so, and be like, Dave, what's going on with you, bro? I let Dave, Dave will know. Say Jimmy sponsored the Jimmy Choo phrasing as Bob Shepard is sponsored now by Dave, by Dave Sturchio. I think that's fair. And uh, listen, go in there, check them out. They're in a business 16 years. They're open five days a week. They're closed on Wednesdays. Why? Because it's softball. Closed on Sundays. Why? Football Sunday. There you go. And they decided to keep that the rest of the year. And plus, they go to a lot of day games at Yankee Stadium with their kids and everything else. All right. So that's it. Absolute eyewear. Getting involved here from the Omni. All right. As everybody knows, my favorite little thing segment, Rizzo versus Stanton. And, man, Rizzo had the early lead week one. But week two, not so much. Rizzo was five for 17. 
He uh, he's batting 281. He's got one home run and four RBIs. Okay, he bats third. I mean, I mean, he bats. Uh, you know, he bats fourth. No, that's no, third. You, you can't you can't complain about a guy batting 280. He stinks through through two weeks. And, uh, Give okay. me a break. And Stanton just said bat- he was like five for 17. We'll take that all year long. Yeah, of course, of course. Stanton was seven is seven for 20 in the week, batting 278 with three home runs and seven RBIs. And uh, by the way, uh, uh, OPS, I love saying OPS because it's one of those stats. If you're under 40, you think it's important. If you're over 40, you're like, what the hell is that? OPS. It's like the most important stat. It sounds sounds like it's a a stat from like NPR. It's on base plus slugging. I know, but please, it's bullshit. Does does he, why does, I'll tell you what, why does Stanton lead off all the time? Because Rizzo strikes out, he stinks. Anyway. Um, that's it. So on this week, I would say that Stanton has more RBIs and more home runs. I'll give the early lead so far to Stanton. However, the Yankees do need Rizzo to hit because they are doomed if he doesn't. Um, so that's about it. So I have, uh, my boy Stanton who hit a couple of bombs this week and froze. There's nobody, when he gets a double there, I've never seen a player hit the ball as hard as Stanton does. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, he has doubles taken away because they're too, hit too hard. Yeah, people say, "Oh, he's slow." I'm like, "No, he's not. Why? He's not even out of the. They're like golf shots." Picture if, like, you know, Tiger Woods was teeing off and he hit a golf ball to the center fielder, he'd catch it on a hop and throw. You know, he'd never get to second. Um, that's it on that. That's my little fun. Everybody knows. Uh, by the way, I'm a Yankee fan, so I love Rizzo. But I think people love him because he's Italian. Oh, Rizzo, Rizzo, nice guy. And I'm like, yeah, Rizzo. He always hits the first ball, 500 feet foul, right? 0-1, and, and he strikes out. At least Stanton, Stanton looks cooler. Don't you think Stanton quietly well, is like... He started talking really good about Stanton early in the year, and he ended up batting like the same as Rizzo. He sucked towards the end of the he year. because he got Let hurt. Like, he got hurt. I want, I want them both to do well. They but, have to do well. You know, Rizzo, Rizzo's body of work speaks for itself. He had a little bit of a, a, a down situation with the Yankees last year, but... Rizzo's had big hits. I'm not neither here nor there on Rizzo. I think we can Wait, do better not. at first base. Oh, I, th- I thought you were hinting that Rizzo's a better player career. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm no, saying no, no. a better player. Not, but not but Rizzo is, you know, for the comparison's sake, we're, what we're paying Stanton and what we're paying Rizzo, I would say we're getting more out of Rizzo per dollar. No, not, 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 that's not true either because doesn't uh, don't the Miami Dolphins uh, – Miami Dolphins. Don't the uh, uh, Miami um, – Marlins, uh, the Marlins uh, pay a lot of Stanton salary. I think they do. Not much. I mean, the Enough. Yankees are still on the hook for Listen, almost twenty-five, thirty million a year. If if you're a GM that wants to pay the guy to just walk, then that's Rizzo's your guy. That's all he does. He just walks a lot. Anyway, you know how I feel about Rizzo. Um, on on a, on a lighter him. note, here at Shea, you're going to defend Rizzo because you're that's what you do. Um, who knows? Stanton may strike out fifteen times between now and next show. Um, Rizzo will strike out 13 times. Uh, by the way, Joey Gallo, I must mention, is batting 278 with three home runs and seven RBIs. So if we were doing Gallo, Rizzo, Stanton, I think uh, Gallo would be ahead. However, he got hurt, and I don't think he's going to be playing these next games. with the. They might have put him on the IR already. I don't even know. Big shout-out to Joshua Riccardi. Hope you're doing well, my man. Stay safe. Stay good. And I got someone on here, Amy Rossi. All I see is a blonde. God bless America. I'm not even sure how I know you, Amy, but if I do, hey, how you doing? Um, so we have some good news this week, Christopher. Now, I've been talking about showbiz on this show for you know the very beginning. I always have a slice of showbiz. I have been talking about Patreon slump. I've been I haven't booked anything in a while. And I it was starting to wear on me. I have no question. I don't uh, you know, just like Wiffle Ball, you start saying, Hey, maybe I don't got it anymore, you know. Um, and I uh, I booked something. Uh, unfortunately, I can't say what it is because I had to sign a million NDAs. Um, it's a cool thing for me. It's a it's a cool booking, uh, and it's also uh, financially uh, great for me. So I I finally hit a Giancarlo audition deep into the night. Uh, which I'm happy about. When do you when when does this shooting start? You know any uh, any details? So, soon enough. Hmm. Soon enough, we'll be shooting. I'm, I don't want to say enough. Anything. You don't have to say. You can say soon. Like, how long is it going to be? Are you going to travel? Give us a no, little no, bit no. Of a- uh, no, it's it's. Uh, I, I won't be traveling. It shoots uh, soon, uh, and uh, very soon. 
and uh, that's exciting. I'm happy about it. Um, it's cool. Uh, and uh, I, it, the way it was worded, like, uh, you know, a buddy of mine said, hey, dude, in that universe over there, do not, like, don't don't mess around. Don't say anything. So that's it. So I'm excited. I can't wait to work with uh, these people. And the characters in my wheelhouse, I'm going to have fun. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, so that's that. So Jimmy Palumbo is back, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it's like? It's, I was getting hammered for eight rounds. You know, life was getting in the way. And next thing you know, an uppercut. Down goes showbiz. Is it new or is it something that's been nah, existing? I'm not going to say a word. I'm trying, guys. I I'm know. trying for the people here. I love, I'm you. I love you for it. All I know is uh, I shouldn't say it was a home. Well. Financially, right now, 500 feet, John Carlo. Um, Career-wise, nice double down the line with no throw to second. Uh, again, then he just drove off the road. A uh, big shout-out to my buddy Mark Margagliata, by far the longest name in the history of all Italians, uh, just for being a good guy lately. Thank you very much. And um, so that's it. I was looking like Joey Gallo last year, and then I got a hit, which is nice. And as soon as I'm able to talk about it, I certainly will. I'm just um, trying to ask, think of other questions that might, you uh, might be Listen, able it's to It's a cool answer. thing. It's a cool thing. I'll tell you what, it looks like it might be multiple episodes, which is also exciting. That was going to be the next question. Okay. Um, that's it. I'm not talking about that anymore. Anyway, um, we got. I, I, I decided to bring a segment back, Chris. Um, and I don't know why I'm bringing it back, but I have to bring it back. I'm bringing, but I'm not going to bring it back in the long form that we used to do it. I'm bringing it back, Jimmy Palumbo's weight issue back. And here's why. Here's why. Um, I'm 206.2 this morning. So I gained since we, what, two or three months ago we started, right? So I gained about six pounds since we stopped the segment. Terrible. Um, and I've been playing pickleball. Disgrace. disgrace. I know. And I realized that maybe there is something to, holding me a little accountable a little bit, but I'm not going to go into first. I was going to do like by Memorial day. I want to be, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to, every show is going to mention my weight and you can have fun poking at me. And I'll be honest about what my eating world was. Now, of course, Easter Sunday, um, we have these built in excuses that society oh, they're all excuses in hard. front of you, but I started playing pickleball again. And here's the big oh, thing, Jimmy, you can I, can I be honest here? You've not stopped playing pickleball. Well, I should say again, but here's right? what happened. Like you've not stopped. You might no, go no. a week or two. No, I don't play as do, much. You play pickleball. No, you don't understand. You don't know the world. Pickleball people play every day. It's like cocaine. They're nuts about it, man. Bro, did you, you see the John McEnroe thing? The uh, the documentary? No, no, no. Oh, no, the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, He's in a pickleball game. And he had a meltdown. Up. He had a meltdown. He got a line fault, and he lost it. But I think he, he had to. That. He had to he go. He did that. He did that for the show, bro. Come of on. course he did. But it's. But no, listen. Here's what I don't know. I don't know. This is how you know you're a fat bastard. Ready? Well, um, I'm playing pickleball and I started huffing and puffing. And people were like, literally, hey, Jimmy, you okay? You're like sweat. I'm sweating on the belly. You know, I'm running around. I was like, no, and I wasn't. Now, last week I told you I played really well. I kicked everybody's ass. I went to the courts outdoors. First time playing outdoors in a while. I didn't have my racket, my paddle, racket, paddle, right? I'm like, all right, doesn't matter what paddle you use, you know? Well, I ended up playing against these two guys, bro. And these guys, they didn't look the part. They're kind of like me. They didn't look like they're good in pickle. And, dude, I knew right away. I was playing with another guy. And I whispered. I love when I whisper to somebody, hey, we're in trouble here. He's like, what do you mean? No, come on. It's only one nothing. I knew right away. I was like, no, 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 no. Me and you were throwing 88 miles an hour, and these guys are throwing 105. Like, this is a problem. But the worst part is I, I, hit, I hit every ball into the net. I, w- I was awful. And then I started to, you know, really try to focus. And I, let, me, let me bring energy. <sighs> Bitch slapped three games in a row. Um, and I was like, first I was like, you know what? Um, you know, what are you going to do? Maybe you just don't have it anymore. Right. It could be, right? But walking off the court, what do I look for? You look for someone talking shit, right, to get you pissed off. One guy just said, ah, Jimmy, don't worry about it. You know, you can never beat those guys. And right away, I was like, I looked, I looked, I said, no, that's not true. And then I looked down at my belly. I looked down at my belly and I realized I got to do Christopher's, uh, the weight thing on my show. (laughs) I think I'm going to put my weight on my belly every week. Um, 
I was horrible. Jimmy, but you know, you'll never beat those guys. I looked it, down at my belly and I look up and said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> That's not you, piece of shit. I looked down at my belly and said, you know what? I still got it and I got to get it going here because I look awful. Oh, no. Anyway. Um, so yeah, pickleball was a great, and it made me realize that maybe I got to go back to the it's springtime. We let it go for the cold, dark winter months and let's see if I can, Bul- uh, bulking season. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to stay within the pound and a half a week, maybe, or maybe I just don't want to go. I cannot go above two point two oh six point two. That means I'm completely blowing it. But knowing overall that the two weighing two oh six is awful anyway. Um, that being that, so, um, we can talk about a couple of things. Uh, I guess we got to talk about our New York Knickerbockers taking on Cleveland. I think it's going to be a good series. I think the Knicks can win in five. I think they could lose in five. I think the Knicks can get swept. I think the Knicks Knicks are going to be in in trouble without Randall. Well, we don't know the status of Randall for sure. And by the way, all you stupid Knicks fans, Randall hasn't played in what? Six, seven, six games, five games. And all of a sudden, Obi Toppin, these other guys are scoring. Playoffs are different. Same thing in baseball. The reason why the Yankees don't win in the playoffs because it's different. The, the managers, they don't look, oh, I got to save a guy. No, it's right now. Who's my best guy right now? Yeah, like watch a team like the Heat in the playoffs because they play defense and they play right. half court. And, and it's I, like they're they're just a tough out because you can't – you got to hit your shots against a team that's going to play correct. defense. And, you and don't Randall, for defense. all his flaws – you know, you just don't replace that many points per game. Um, and, uh, he's better defensively. He's better. He's, he's a big, he's a big body in there. No, no doubt about it. But I, I know Cleveland is decent, but I, I, I just don't see, uh, I, I think, think the that Knicks, Cleveland, Cleveland has had a, a more consistent season. They've been pretty good all year. The Knicks were like, you know, you couldn't hot your cold, but you know what? The, you got to admit, though, the Knicks could be a team. We keep on talking about the the focus, the playoff. The Knicks could be a team that might be a little bit, a little bit better of a playoff team if if they get it going. Brunson's a key guy. We didn't have him. Uh, now we have Brunson's a key player. He's he's, he's having a great. I season. just worry. I worry when it comes to the Knicks. Not that I actually worry because I don't care. I hope they actually lose, but I worry in the sense of analyzing the game that they they're just not athletic enough to keep up with some of these teams. And they, they were a team that two years ago, they were known for their defense. They're not really that team right now. But I don't believe, I don't believe, uh, I think if the Knicks win the first round, the second round is house money, not the first round. I'm just not, I don't Cleveland. Like what did they finish? Two games better than the Knicks three. Maybe I understand. I understand. It should be, you know what? Should be. It's a good matchup for the first round of the NBA. But Cleveland, for like the last, I feel like for the last maybe two months, Cleveland was no, pretty much just guaranteed to be the four seed. They were so far behind the three. They weren't playing. They had a comfortable lead on the Knicks. Factor that in. I just think it's it'll be a decent series. Um, again, you know what is that? What's that phrase? Series isn't a series until the away team wins on a home court. I think the Knicks winning game one would be critical. Um, but the way the Knicks are, Knicks could be up 2-0 and still lose the series. Knicks could be down 2-0 and take it to five. Uh, and it's just the way they play, inconsistent. So uh, to me, the, 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 the Cleveland or the Knicks, the series isn't over until <laughs> it's, it's over. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's the way it is. whoever they play, if they would get past that, it probably would, wouldn't be looking great for the Knicks. Right. Unless- then, but then, you, then you're on house money and then you don't care. But I think it's important for the Knicks to win this round. I think it really would be, especially for their fan base. Give them a little love. Um, uh, of course, you know, that um, coach might get fired if they don't win a playoff series. Could be, could be, which brings us to cornholelevel.com. That's right, Christopher. Go to cornholelevel.com and get your cornhole board leveler. Chris, we talk about this. It's springtime. You're playing cornhole. Your neighbor's board is a mess. You hook this little thing on here at Shea. You hook this thing onto the board right here. There's the hole here, Shay, right there from the Omni. You hook that on, then you move it around to get it right, and boom, you got a level, perfect, functional uh, pickleball, pickleball, not pickleball, uh, cornhole ball of America status society. There you go, buddy. Uh, funded, perfect cornhole board level. That's what you need to do. 
Go check them out. 20% off your entire order if you mention the JP show. And also, uh, they're just a great gag gift, a great stocking stuffer. And it's good to have in your car in case you go to a barbecue and you're, you're half in a bag and you realize that maybe you need a, a something. You know what? This would be good if you can get drunk and hook this like in your mouth. And so you hook it on your mouth to see how drunk you are and see how to get it level. We'll call it a Chris Gucci drinking at a barbecue leveler. So like one shape. beer? <laughs> That's right. Well, you might be doing other things to make you wobble a little bit. Uh, so anyway, yeah. cornholelevel.com, $19.95. 20% off, which is a huge sale bargain there. And uh, go check it out. Of course, Mike Caprio's company. Um, they're really cool. It's a great little thing. It's cool as hell. Go check it out. Cornholelevel.com here. Couple, couple of very sad things about John Sterling doing the Yankee games. Now, I love John Sterling. Always will. He's been doing games for a long time. He is the voice of the New York Yankees. But remember after each inning... He would say, end of seven and six, two, driven by Jeep. He used to say that. Now it's not driven by Jeep anymore. It's electrified by Jeep brand. That should be on CNN. Because it used to be driven by Jeep. Now it's electrified by the Jeep brand. That's awful. You can't change the slogan after every inning you've been doing since 1990. No, they, they, I mean, like that's there's a lot of other things that are sad about listening to John Sterling call no, Yankee. Game I don't listen to me. You, you, you're a you're you're, a, you're like you're like a semi Yankee fan. Get that. Now, you don't look, you don't realize he says driven by Jeep. Look, you, you I, don't I don't listen, really you don't even have a radio. Often. You don't listen to John Sterling. I don't. But, so there you go. So why are you mocking out John? Cut so out Jimmy, Jimmy, I have a question. Do you when you're watching the Yankee game, do you just listen to the radio as well? You're you're no, that Yankee. When I'm fan? in the car, I put the game. So exactly. On. I've I don't I don't go out of my way to listen to the Yankee games. Why? But I've I've listened to plenty of Yankee games. And if you, if it was if the Packers were on, you had to be in your car, you'd have the radio on. If you but get them. for the last like better part of a decade, to me, it was so bad that it's been good. And no, that's what I've taken from the Yankees calls. You know, John Sterling, great, you know, legend, etc. Did you but hear him with man the Franchi and the Ranchy call? The other man, day? oh, man, has it been bad for quite some time? That's not true. Oh, my God. Is that Roger, John? Yeah, that John, was 30, is that Roger? That was 20 years ago. And I didn't say anything about Susan then. Wallman. I'm not, I didn't say anything <laughs> about Susan Wallman. Although she's starting to grow on me, too, even though she doesn't know what the hell's going on. So bad, it's good. No, That's no. the best way to John describe John Sterling call. is the best announcer in America. Can't get rid of John, although he's not doing the West Coast games. Um, but it's very sad he doesn't say driven by Jeep. And you know what? Uh, uh, Jeanine, uh, if you're listening right now, get, get on this chat board and say Jimmy's right. That's all I want to hear. Jimmy is right. Carlos Rodon is is like set back in his return from injury. The big piece that the Yankees get in this offseason still hasn't debuted, and his forearm is acting up again. Is so that the catcher guy? Back. Who's that? Who's the, the catcher they signed? That hasn't played yet either. It's like a catcher or something. Yeah, but they, that's the Yankees need a catcher, definitely. But the pitcher that they got is an ace. He's there supposed to be their yeah, the big lefty again. that they brought in, 160 mil. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get to the Yankees that very, very soon. But we'll talk about it right now. Um, yeah. Yankees, I love them. I love watching Giancarlo lead off because Rizzo strikes out. But you know what, dude? I know it's only 10 games in, but they look Exactly like the team in the last four years that is just going to get to the playoffs and do nothing. They, uh, they don't play small ball enough um, at all. They, they just it, it's home run when they don't hit home runs, they lose They're pitching. I, I, it's amazing. I mean, I guess Coles, I have to do it. Okay. But there's just their bullpen, their starters, they're hurt. There's guys flying in and out. Um, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just, um, I don't know. And you know another thing, which is not talked about enough. Tampa Bay is 10 and 0. Now, you know how I feel when when you're four games out, what's today? April 11th. Watch how long it takes for the Yankees even if they do take over first place. I'm going to remember this. Anybody uh I want to know if the Yankees start playing great when they will take over first place. I bet it's 4th of July. That's how long it takes. And what I think it's a miracle what Tampa Bay does. I feel like in the last six years, Tampa Bay payroll is what the Yankees pay. Their entire payroll is what the Yankees pay Rizzo. 
and they never suck. They got the guys with the beards. They're, they're, they're 10 and 0. They're fast. They hit power. They got pitching. What, what, like the Yankees, if they get rid of Cashman, they should call up the, uh, the, the, the Rays and say, we're going to triple pay every single person in the front office. That means the secretaries, the guy outside yeah, but, collecting. But can I, I, don't know, I don't know that those guys would be able to make it work the same way with the payroll. If that makes sense, because well, you know what, don't do the payroll. Because Let's what have happens a when you have a, guy, a team full of rich ass players is that you don't have the scrappiness, and that's just going to be the way it is with the Yankees. It's and I think the Yankees are actually for the course. I think the Yankees are actually. Um, I don't think they're a team of superstars. It's not like John Carlos Stanton sits on one side, Judge on the other. I think the Yanks have a very good clubhouse mentality. Yeah, but but how they're many just looking, not set many, up right? How many guys are right. in arbitration still? Glaber. Um, Volpe now, you know, everybody else is signed to a big deal. So it's like when we're talking about uh, superstars, yeah, maybe why, not, but LeMahieu's making 16 million a year. So it, 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 I, it has to do, it has to be more than just guy uh, scrappiness. Look, you know, the, 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 when we're talking race, about what, what guy, like DJ LeMahieu's making the same amount of money that we'll say, you know, a very good wide receiver is making in the NFL. Those guys are making, uh, you know, like they're rich. Tampa Bay is is why are they so good on a dollar budget? I don't understand it. And they and the, and then they go through different guys. So you could do that for like two years. Oh my god, that young team. Then they all become stars. And then the third year, they're good again. It's mind boggling for a Yankee fan. It's embarrassing, especially for the Mets. Mets are Yankees. We should all be looking at right, Tampa. So it's Bay. like the opposite model of the Yankees. It's the best oh, way really? to describe it is the Yankees' business model or their team. It's how they stars. approach things is is that they typically will be trading minor leaguers away because they're in win now mode all the time. So they're trading minor leaguers away to get veterans and then veterans end up signing big contracts and they're at the tail end of their career. What, what the Rays do is every year they're the team that's okay. We're, st we're good, but we're willing to get rid of a couple good players because we're going to be good anyway, but we're going to re re restock our minor league system with a guy that we're not going to sign. So we're going to trade him at the deadline and going to get picks for him. We're going to get players for him. Next week on the show, I'm going to I'm going to break down the last 10 years Devil Rays wins and losses. It's mind-boggling to me. And now they're 10 and 0. And everybody's like, "Oh yeah, they'll settle back down." I don't think so. They're going to settle for shit. Anyway, another awful thing. Everybody knows I'm a Rutgers fan. God bless America. I was like, "Don't read anything about spring practices." But of course, I'm a jerk off and I end up reading. Is there anything worse? I know you don't follow college football, but I think you'll understand what I'm saying. Is there anything worse reading articles, spring training, preseason football, whatever it may be, especially in college, these coaches, they've interviewed the offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, the head coach. You would think if you read these articles on, on Rutgers football that we're coming off our third national championship, shutting out Alabama last year, 59, nothing. The way they talk, and to me, the fans sitting at home are like, "I, they're just—it's all Jeter talk." Yeah, it's all like, "Well, you know, we got some really good players, and they're learning the system." And they're, they're like politicians at this point. It's awful. It's unreadable. I, I and I will not read another one. Uh, and the spring game, of course, is nothing more than a weird scrimmage and stuff like that. I just like, and I know they have to do that because you can't come out and say, "Hey, Rush, we you know we won four games last year." And, we didn't bring any recruits in, and we're going to start. get five get this that. year. But I, you got to give the knowledgeable fan, which Rutgers fan base is not knowledgeable, by the way. I don't think it is. I think you got to give the fans a little something like, hey, a little bit of a bitter taste last year. You got to say something. Um, I, I just, it, it, and I, I'm sure Saban and the other coaches, Franklin at Penn State, they're saying the same shit. Everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's yeah, but bad. you're coming in with like you know the number five recruiting class in the country, right. and you're we're coming in like with those guys. guys who, are they mean it? They mean right, it. They mean it. We're, I think it should be more New Jersey, more real, more pissy. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. What do I? And the thing is, too, thing? Nick Saban will say that that's the difference. Nick Saban will say we have a bitter taste in our mouth. They won 13 games on the season and lost. In the, you know, like correct, and and that leaves a bitter taste because they lost that one game that they shouldn't have lost. And I think, you know, they don't want to – Rutgers, we don't want to ruin a player. I mean – I would be like, yeah, we got a, we, we got a quarterback, Wimsett. Hasn't done shit since he got here. You know, he's only here a year and a half, but we'll see. I would rather have a guy like that, but then he'd get fired in a year because 
the players would say, no, he's saying something bad about me. And my mom says I should transfer to Wake Forest. I don't know. I just picked on Wake Forest. It just came to my head at the time. Uh, all right. Which another part of our show brings us to Chasing Miracles. ChasingMiracles.com. Now, they got something new going on, Christopher. They're introducing kind of a breakthrough technology. And I got to kind of read this stuff because it's new here. Phototherapy patches. They use light to stimulate the body's natural healing systems. They are an effective, inexpensive way to reactivate your own stem cells using your personal body power source. Instead of pills and surgeries, this technology delivers a non-invasive, non-transdermal approach by reactivating your body stem cell. Basically, you put a patch on and it does good shit for you. All the information is available at uh, ChasingMiracles.com. It'll make you feel younger, better, uh, rejuvenate the system rather than taking pills that don't work. Which, by the way, like 98% of everything available at like Vitamin Shop doesn't work in case uh, those of you scoring at home. Um, so check it out, chasingmiracles.com. Go talk to Donna and Tommy. Check out this new thing. They also got the hydration pack still available. And that's what they got going on. All right, kids. Chasingmiracles.com day here from the Omni. Um, let's get to something here, some TV. Spoiler alert. Anybody did not watch episode three or three or four, whatever the hell it was, of Succession. Are you watching that show, Chris? All right. Well, it's a great show. And this episode last week was, whoa. Um, uh, Spoiler alert. So skip if you haven't watched it right now. Uh, The main character, John Cox, was uh, killed off in a way that was awesome. Uh, It was shot incredibly well. It was like, they didn't That's the son or the father? The dad, the dad, the the the, the main guy who's what the show's based on. Um, they did it really well. Things were done in one take, and really, what the be- what the really dramatic part of the show was. Forget about the plot point. They shot five actors learning, five actors who had issues with their dad. They shot five actors. How do you immediately react if someone tells you? Your, your, your father's dead. Um, the way it was shot, they, they did some crazy thing. It was like a 27-minute take. They kind of did. The way it was like shock, but wait a minute, and the dumb things you shout out of your mouth, uh, you say something nasty to your sister or brother, and then, then you take it back, and then you're like, it really was um, uh, for any any director of television, uh, directed by Mark Mylod, which, by the way, he directed me in something I forget which. Uh, he was a really nice guy that I remember. Um, but it's it's directed in a way, even if you don't watch the show, if I let you watch the first 20 minutes, you'd be like, wow, that's fucked up the way they shot this. They never show the, it, there's no clutching of the heart, like, oh, I'm going to die. None of that. They don't really show the dad at all. He really almost wasn't in the episode, really. Really cool stuff. Dramatic for sure. That that one, that, that'll, that'll win an Emmy of some sort for that scene alone. Um, so check it out. Uh, now you can come back. I won't blow any more plot points. But I don't care. That's what I do. My show's on Tuesday. You should have watched it already. He had two nights, so calm down. Um, Yellow Jackets. <sighs> the show lost me. Uh, I don't know if I'll tune in anymore. It's too creepy. People eating bodies. Uh, it's also shot dark. You can't see. Uh, like, you want to turn the lights on in the room when you're watching. You can't see anything. It's it's scattered joint. Going from flashbacks back and forth. It's a show you got to watch. It's like, it's just, it's, it jumped the shark. The concept of the show is great the first year. Now to me, it got shitty. Um, it's just confusing. Uh, and I don't know who would really like people eating people. Um, not sure about that one. Uh, but, you know, look, then I get to watch Lucky Hank, which I think is one of the better shows on TV. Bob Odenkirk just. Bob Odenkirk is very, very casually since Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and now uh, Lucky Hank has been scoring 26 points. You know what he is? He's the Carl Anthony Towns of the uh, of the showbiz world. When you watch the game, you don't realize he, who, he's the best player on the court, but then you look at the box score and you're like, huh, 25 points, 16 rebounds, 12 assists. Um, that is Bob Odenkirk. He just scores 25 points a game. He's so good. I'd love to work with him. I would tell him right to his face. I'm like, dude, uh, you're awesome. And um, so that's a good show. Um, we also have uh, 
Very exciting thing. I finally got the name and all this stuff in Ramsey, New Jersey. So all my Bergen County peeps. Okay. Um, the uh, There's a new pickleball center opening up, Christopher. Uh-oh. It, it is the Bergen Pickle Zone. Pickle Zone. 201-825-2036 on 50 Spring Street. Really, it's right by Wayne Tile. That's all you got to know. Is it 55 and up uh, no, membership? It's, uh, it's, um, it's four courts. Um, so 55 just, and up? Uh, I would say most of their... And that's not true though. No, this one's not going to be a fifty-five. So I could go. I could go join and and light you boys up over there. Yeah, you. Well, I would be better than you the first twenty minutes, and then you would catch up, because um, you know my theory. If you can't play pickleball, then you should read and play chess. Actually, I think if you could play chess, you could be good at pickleball. That's gonna be a great comparison. Take every top. Take the top thirty chess players in America and have it's them like play darts, pickleball. Darts and pickleball. Darts. I think chess. first of all, if, if you're good in darts, you should be good. And all these people just go on and on about how good they are. And it's great. To me, it's like good. Like, it's like, how good am I at boiling an egg? I'm really good at it, bro. I play drop the egg in. It's like, it's, please. Um, but anyway, this place is awesome. Bergen Pickle Zone, uh, 201-825-2036. Go talk to Cindy and Guy. They don't run it, but they're kind of involved with it. They're the people. Cindy's a doll. She's a really good player, too. Uh, and Guy is a great guy as well. Football coach over at, uh, I think, Ramapo now. Head football coach. Um, it's a really cool place. The surface is awesome. I'm going to be stopping by there tonight. They're having a little grand opening. Um, go check it out. That's a shameless plug for them. And also, don't forget about um, uh, Lisa Ruain, therapist, right there. 201-725-1251. She is a um, hypnotherapist. She does regular therapy, hypnotherapy, all that stuff. If you're in a jam, you're feeling like shit about yourself, uh, you don't have it all together, give Lisa a call. She'll get you going. She knows what's going on. Good friend of mine as well. Um, and also, don't forget Pine Tar Bar and Grill, Tommy Plitio's place down on 121 South Main Street, Forked River. I think it's the coolest sports bar in New Jersey right now. I might even stop in there this week, actually. I'm going to be heading down to LBI for a couple of days. I want to talk about Easter Sunday. I totally screwed my mother in a funny way. We sit down at this Italian restaurant, right, Chris? And my mother says, I'm paying. This is on me. This is on me. And we went like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like My mother always picks up the tab when she's there, right? Unless my brother's there, then we make him pick up the tab. Um, and you know when they, they give the specials? And they they one of them was this like veal asabuco, veal shank kind of thing with rice and, you know. I was like, oh, I had that one twice. Really, so I just ordered it. But I also ordered a Tangeray Martini. You know, so I'm sitting there. So my mother gets the bill, right? <laughs> and she's like, Ah, oh, Jimmy, did you enjoy your meal? I said, like, Oh, it was great, delicious. Look at, I ate the whole thing. And my mother even took a bite, and she liked it as well. She's like, Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that fifty-five dollars. <laughs> what a pompous ass! I got eleven dollars in my pocket. I'm ordering a fifty-five dollar entree. With I didn't even look at the price. I'm like, What am I? I said, Ma, are you kidding me? I never would have done that. She goes, No, no, no. You look like you were enjoying it. Plus, I tasted it. It was was very good. But like, like when you're took when you're talking about that, if there's that. Mostly, most of the dishes had to have been right around there, no? I, you know what? I didn't even look. How bad is that? I was like, oh, my mom's paying. I became 19. when. <laughs> now, if my sister was paying, I would have been like, and I know you can relate to this because I know you're close to your mom and dad. There's just, there's got to be a word for when you suddenly become 19 when you're hanging out with your and it, like it, it varies. Sometimes you're like, all of a sudden, it's like if you walk into Coles with your mother, you, you all of a sudden you're like, like what am I getting? Yeah, yeah. It's like, exactly right. Like you walk out with three shirts, three pairs of jeans and your mother buys it. Like I should that never go away. Like, even though I'm a dad, I will try to do that with my daughter. And then like, when I wear it and then when I wear it, I'm going to bring it to her to clean it. Yeah. So it's like, she not only buys it, she mom, I got it. a stain on this shirt that you bought me. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. There's gotta be, that should be, a, that, should, that should be a TikTok video. Being old, too old to be shopping with your parents, and yet when you go out to shop, they you don't even. And sometimes you're like, you don't even think about it. <laughs> it's like not so like, I oh, am. Yeah, thanks, by the way. You just bought me. Which guys like you and I, I know when they we get do a buy happy new, meal at the end of it and everything. <laughs> it's like I don't think it's so funny. Uh, but yeah, my mother casually bought me a very expensive meal, but it was delicious. I wouldn't even give the name of the place. Oh, I will. It's Vincenzo's in Middlesex, New Jersey. Very good. Uh, so my mother just giggled over that. Plus, I had the martini, pompous ass. Um, I just was in a martini mood. I wanted to celebrate uh, Easter Sunday. 
but I was dressed like a jerk off jeans and like a Rutgers pullover. I wasn't even dressed. People were wearing pink dresses. And I, I'm just, I looked like I was ready to paint. So that was that. Uh, also, I was supposed to be in Florida this week. We were going to do the show from Florida. Believe it or not, you didn't even know this. But the trip got canceled due to various things. Um, and so I am here in Mawa. But I might be going down to LBI with my daughter for a couple of days. It's supposed to be hot on Thursday and Friday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, tomorrow and Thursday. And, of course, I got my big fitting for this cool booking on uh, Friday. Um, so that's about it, Christopher. That's about all I have. I think I mentioned all my sponsors, um, which I th I'm thankful for. I'm thankful. For, listen, I kid around about the Patreon. Uh, to me, it's just a fun bit, but I do appreciate it. And um, I hopefully we'll get more. So we have more. The more people I have signed up for Patreon, the more material I have. And we'll see how fat I am. 206.2. I just had a protein bar and my friend Flintstone vitamin. I'm taking Flintstone vitamins. Pretty much my diet is protein bars, Flintstone vitamins, and Sauvignon Blanc with the occasional uh, Miller Lite going down. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Fruity Pebbles or whatever it is that you decide oh, to Fruity Pebbles. Favorite. Fruity what? Pebbles are the best, bro. Bro. They're the best. You agree? When the milk turns pink and all that stuff? Yeah, they have new ones now, too, with marshmallows even. It's, like it's great. It's great. I was a Lucky Charms guy for you. Bro, First this is what they are. They're, they're Fruity Pebbles. With Lucky with, Charms marshmallows in oh. the box actually has like the merge. So I gotta yeah. check that out. Also, I'm 207, always 207, of, ladies and gentlemen. 207. Huge, uh, huge fan of uh, Frosted Flakes, too, is always a favorite of mine. Pure sugar, pure sugar high right away. Um, but some people say it's not bad to have that kind of crap in the morning. I'm not so sure. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a some bullshit people. claim. Some it's, people. It's, uh, 17 grams of sugar. That's why the country's on the, We're on the all brink fat of, of falling know, off which, the earth because it's too fat. Would, you know what? But listen, like Artie Lang says, too fat to fish. One last thing. Got to cover it. I always wait to the end to talk about this. We're going to discuss Beer League. Number one, it's now called Beer League the Series. Legally, that's what we have to do. We are, um, the legal stuff is really coming together. Everybody seems to be on board. It's just a matter of the lawyers uh, crossing T's and stuff like that. I'm hoping to hear something by the end of today or tomorrow. And then we have one tiny hurdle, and then we can put this on. The biggest issue with Beer League, the series, is I want to be clear about something. I got a bunch of texts saying, oh, I can't believe you didn't have it on March. This is not Beer League 2, the movie. Um, Artie Lang is not in this. Neither is a Ralph Macchio. And a lot of people know Artie, know Beer League. Fair enough. Fair enough assessment. All I'm asking is that we're going to – these are internet shorts that we're putting out that has – 99% of the cast uh, from um, but, uh, from Beer League and the short game day, those of you scoring at home. And uh, all I'm asking is that we put this stuff out. You watch it. If you get a kick out of it, fine. If you don't, fine. I get it. I know the Howard Stern fan base is going to really either be all over this in a cool way or they're really going to bring the hammer down. Uh, when you're dealing with the Howard Stern crowd, you're not playing in Tampa Bay or San Diego. You are playing in New York. And I get that, but you got to give it a chance. Just it's just, a, it's just a way of welcoming some old friends, especially if you're a fan of the movie. Um, and so that is what's going on with Beer League. Believe me, they're, they're, it, it's done. It's ready to go. We just got to a couple legal hurdles because I don't want to get screwed if things go my way and this becomes a cool thing. I want to make sure that we're not screwing anybody. So that's the deal. All those of you scoring at home. Uh, so beer league will come out soon as it, we get the green light. Boom. <clears throat> Perhaps within a month. So I wonder I if your new booking or beer league comes out first. Uh, beer league. The series will come out first. I think. I don't know when the show will air. The thing that I just booked will air, but I don't know. Who cares? All I know is it's a good booking. Palumbo and a solid at bat right there, brother. All right. That's it. 59 minutes. I wanted to keep it under an hour. Um, God bless the Yankees. Uh, and uh, we didn't even talk about the Mets. They're shit in the bed too, but they're all banged up. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Scott Kamenicki, Rod Beck. Um, or probably contacting the show and our the, legal the team. Rusty Beaver Thanks for doing the show Jimmy Plumbo show signing off That's right uh, We will see you next week with a very special guest And I actually might have a very special guest Alright, I'll talk to you later All right. Have a good one, buddy